to another episode of every horror movie on netflix i'm patrick i'm chris i'm steven god fuck that santa claus bullshit <laughs> i'm actually the santa claus that comes down the chimney and murders people in creep show so oh you. okay i like that santa i like the same santa from the tales from the crypt movie do you like santa in a christmas TV horror story uh you mean oh yes i'm sorry not santa in uh creep show i meant tales from the crypt okay yeah that was not a second creep show fuck me i have two creep show posters in my apartment and i can't even get that right it's happy holidays everyone happy holidays it's another beautiful year-end amon episode this was a little tradition we started last year where we kind of threw the regular conceit of watching a netflix horror movie out the window and said hey let's do what everybody else does and kind of we threw it uh, in take, the fireplace and we burned it. We burned that shit. We right next said, to the goddamn Christmas tree. And then I threw that in too because I hate Christmas. Wow. Wow. What a grump. I feel like we should explore that later, but yeah. um, I think we will. Yeah. But but it's a, it's the most cozy time of the year for our little podcast. We got the Christmas lights up. We got the fire lit. We got the slippers on. We got the eggnog. We got the CBD. We got the gifts under the tree. We got the stockings filled. We got the cookies <laughs> by the fireplace. You know but what's most co- importantly, we have a cup of Old Lang's We got a cup of Old Lang's Because if you listen to the last last year's episode yep. you would know that is a drink and this year we actually came up with a re- with a recipe for it we're all drinking it right now yep, we it's... decided to mix each of our favorite drinks so we mix mine which is jack daniels steven's which is this is a, a nouveau it's a red red yes, wine wine you and know Kickstart. fancy boy mountain dew kickstart <laughs> and and puffy monkey baby yeah. <laughs> and uh yeah we'll see if we actually manage to make it through this episode without anyone having a medical condition anyways the whole purpose of the the year-end episode is we we go back over the year we review some of our favorite things we're gonna hand out awards in various categories and we we have statues here like there we we carve them by hand season has started out of wood and styrofoam yeah because it's award season because it's award season the time of year when all of the pretentious film snobs get together and talk about what was good and important in cinema and the horror community is on the edge of their seats Mm -hmm. waiting for us to name the best the worst the things that most represent the spirit of jay but before we get to that, we reached out to a dear friend of the podcast. And really, like, if we're talking about high points, great moments in the year 2019 for this cast and horror in general, it was when we interviewed Neville Archambeau, who plays Gerald in 13 Cameras. And 14 Cameras. And 14 Cameras. 14. You know, 13 Cameras, uh, you know, we, we were fascinated by Gerald. We talked about him so much, and we happened to make a personal connection with him. We had an amazing interview with him. We learned a lot about him. He was a terrific guy. Um, and so we reached out to him as a friend of the podcast and said, Gerald, I mean Neville, because we also kind of think of him as Gerald. He okay. He responded to you as Gerald. Though. He did. He sent this video and he signed it, Gerald. So I think we can call him. He's Gerald. just lost in the role. He's yeah. method acting. He's method. Yeah. And I and I said He's the method man. Neville, do you have any thoughts you want to share with us for the new year? Any greetings? Uh, and perhaps because we know he d- he doesn't really watch horror, so he may not have awards to give out. But we said, you know, is there like a horror related story that happened to you this year that you'd like to share? And he sent us some tidings. Yes. Hey. 
it's your lovable Gerald from 1314 Cameras. And I just wanted to say hey to Chris, Steve, and Pat. They're at Every Horror Film on Netflix. And um, I just wanted to thank you for this year doing the video with me. It was really great. It got a lot of great response and really enjoy the fans that have contacted me. And uh, I just want to wish you guys a really happy holiday. And everyone, all, all your fans, all your people at Every Horror Flick. And um, that's it. Got a little story from... When I was in Mexico, I was just in Mexico recently, and uh, I hadn't realized how popular uh, 13 and 14 cameras is in Mexico. And it was funny because people kept coming up to me on the street. It was like really freaky. And they wouldn't say anything, but the, they'd come and put their arm around me and like uh, set me up with their um, their partner or their or wife, and then just snap pictures of me. It was it was the bizarrest thing, and uh, scary, man. It was really scary. So, anyhow, again, I just wanted to thank you guys for the great interview this year, and, and uh, hopefully we'll see each other next year, and keep your eye out for my new film, The Block Island Sound, and uh, best to you guys. Thank you. Thank you to Neville, Gerald, uh, and happy so holidays sweet. to you as well. I mean, so generous. I, I literally texted the guy at two today. I mean, it's like seven, it's nine now. And I mean, I was like, hey, do you want to say anything? And he, he sent me a video right back. I mean, what, what, quick, a, what such, a generous. It's, it's the season of giving. Such a quick turnaround. It's almost yes. like he was watching you all day and knew you were going to text Ooh, him. Maybe he's got a camera in my house. Neville, next time we have you on the show, buddy, you got to come clean if you're surveilling us. But anyways, thank you so much, Neville. It was great talking to you. Listening audience, go check out the interview we did with Neville. It was it was really fun, and uh, and, we, and we hope to talk to him in 2020 as well. So 2019 in review, what the hell can you say about it? It was a year of ups and downs, tosses and turns, tumbles, uh, cinematically and, Spills, and in general. Thrills. Spills, thrills, and some chills. Chill, some, a lot of chills. Yeah, I mean, before we get into the, the specific awards, <laughs> I, I got to say, like, I... This was a great year for me, at least horror-wise. I watched so many movies, and a lot of them were really good. I watched some. I, I saw some some good new movies in the theater. I thought we generally watched some some pretty good shit for Amon, and uh, also went back into the vaults and discovered a lot of new stuff. This Halloween season was one of the most active I've ever had for watching horror movies. Yeah, we had. Uh, and Chris unfortunately was never able to participate, but. Never able, never willing. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I think that was a choice. <laughs> All right. Well, I was trying to be nice. Um, but we had, uh, Patrick and I had talked for a while, you know, into the late summer about doing like a, a weekly spooky movie night. It was a dream. It was a dream that we made reality. We made reality. We fucking did it. I mean, how many weeks did we do this for? I, don't, I think we started in mid-September and yeah. we went to halloween week we skipped like one week but every week we had spooky movie night it was Two always a double a feature yeah and surprisingly i mean the, the biggest surprise of this is we have friends we have friends who like actually showed up and came over and watched movies with us and who like to really watch cool. horror movies yeah. which seems especially difficult for me personally to find i mean it, it, i don't know it seemed like even like you weren't even that much of a horror person at all before we started this podcast and i've, I've seen your i mean i wasn't like in the horror community I feel like I am now. I'm putting up air quotes when I say that. I feel like I'm a little more like, quote unquote, in the horror community now, where I'm a little more like genuinely obsessed. I always enjoyed horror movies, but I was never like obsession level with them. It wasn't I think, like, what I think your I watch influence tonight? has slowly rubbed off on me. Good. 
Yeah. I like that. I'm okay yeah. with that. But yeah, it was great. I mean, a great cast of characters that came to most of these with us. And, and it was yeah. a blast in watching, you know. Look at all our friends. Old movies, and <laughs> new movies, discoveries, favorites that we want to share with others. It was it was an absolute blast. Chris, what was your overall take on, on 2019? You know, I really did not watch as much horror stuff as usual outside of the show. Um, this year kind of came in like a lion and out like a lamb mm. in terms of, I remember it was front loaded in the spring with a bunch of high profile horror releases and horror hype mm. uh, whether it be us whether it be pet cemetery mm. all the stuff we talked about in our in our one episode uh, episode number 52 if you want to look that up as a kind of companion to this where we kind of went off the rails and reviewed us and pet cemetery and the twilight zone reboot and all that stuff and then you know uh, then the it sequel came out in the summer people oh, were yeah. jazzed about that and then it was like all right we're done with horror for the year and it kind of tapered off a bit mm. don't forget midsummer oh yeah midsummer which i haven't seen as well i'm curious about it but the lighthouse i want to see the lighthouse but that the lighthouse that's, isn't horror though it's awards oh, fodder it's, it's, it's pretty horror really okay yeah. i mean I, I haven't seen it yet i haven't seen it yet um it's it's, it's horrifying for sure okay <laughs> yeah but steven outside of movie nights how what's your take on 2020 um, just review mirror 2020 vision 2020 vision on 2019 right. that's what I meant right. that's sure that's what you meant uh, it was a lot of horror for me this year I mean definitely more so than usual I've been a lot more active in uh, watching movies on my own of course this was bolstered by watching movies with the, the spoop group mm-hmm. as we called it at first and then spook talk spook influenced talk. by the, the original haunting of hill house uh, I've, I've read a lot of horror this year too which you know I have you know hundreds of books and I'm always ha- house on haunted hill is what you mean <clears throat> what house on haunted hill spook talk did i say haunting of hill house yeah god damn it they're so the i, did, I so do that similar. all the time too the original house on haunted hill yeah i read a lot of stuff i discovered a lot of uh new and older obscure horror writers this year um i've been keeping up with fangoria literally the first thing i've done i can confidently say every single day this year is open up bloody disgusting while i have my morning coffee and eat my breakfast damn. and read the news and the second thing you do is send us the highlights Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes, yeah. Uh, so yeah. It's, it's, sometimes the second thing you do is say "fuck Patrick and Chris." I don't know. Um, those are not mutually exclusive. <laughs> I always think "fuck Patrick and Chris," and sometimes, sometimes I'm, I'm, uh, my heart softens enough to send you a little news update. Aww. Uh, Jk, Jk. You are, you are a true Grinch. It was, it was a year of horror for me. Um, more so than usual, which I feel like is saying a lot for me. But I decided this year I really need to start. I feel like I've lost myself a little bit. I really need to start leading into the things that that I'm passionate about, that give me joy, that make me feel the urge to be creative. So, well, speaking of leading into the things that matter, let's get to the awards. So our our categories last year and this year as well are best horror movie, and that means the best horror movie that came out this year. So that could be. N film that we watched on Netflix, or it could be a regular theatrical release. It has to be a movie that came out in 2019. So that's one category. The next is best horror discovery. The best horror thing that you learned about this year could be a movie. Last year, I I picked a a graphic novel creator, Junji Ito. Steven picked Fangoria last year. So it could be anything horror related that you discovered and enjoyed this year. Then there's your favorite Amon movie that we watched this year, your least favorite Amon movie, and most importantly, the Spirit of Jay Award. the character in an Amon movie that we watch who most embodied the spirit 
of Jay, the amazing Indian demon hunter from the film 1920 London, Fear Strikes Again, which we watched very early in the podcast. If you want to learn more about that, you can go back and listen to it. Or for a quick refresher, you can just hear this original description of Jay from that episode. And then Jay shows up. Cut to Jay. Oh. In like the most badass intro shot of all time, a fucking camel, the silhouette of a camel, walks across the screen in the foreground as Jay does like this typical like American like action movie badass stride right, out of yeah. the fucking forest. Like two earrings, tan suit, open collar, like four necklaces. Also, we should note this is the character who is a quote unquote penniless shepherd, as we're told multiple times. <laughs> I after just want to chime in and say briefly that uh, I wasn't complaining about Jay. I should have made that clear. Jay's amazing. Jay's amazing. Which Jay's, is bizarre because star. in reviews from India, yeah. everyone he, shits yeah. on Jay, the actor who yeah. plays him. Like, they did not like... But I think... Yeah. I'm, I don't know. There's something relatable. He was something, He's great. He's just a, he's just a natural star he's a just he oh, just has that star. like beautiful he has great charisma yeah. he's and super charismatic say what you want about the the ex- stylistic excess of bollywood stuff but like his intro and it's like the music's going crazy and it's like slow mo a bunch yeah. of cuts crazy zooms on him like coming into the palace like yeah. hell yeah it's like how you would walk out for wwe or something like Dude. midnight blue backdrop and he's lit in this gold light it's like a comic book it's very comic oh, book yeah can I get a hail Jay? Hail Jay. Hail Jay, baby. All right, so let's get into it. Best horror movie of 2019. Does anybody want to volunteer? I think you should volunteer. Okay, sure. I, I, I have been volunteered. I have been volunteered as tribute. Hit us with it. Uh, us. Us is hands down. I mean, it's my favorite movie of the year in general. I see a lot of movies in the theater, and it's my favorite movie that I've seen this year, period. It's spooky it's well acted it's beautifully shot i've watched it i saw it twice in theaters can't wait to see it again it's funny it's very very political it's extremely relevant to what's going on in our country politically right now just an incredible incredible movie can't wait to see what jordan peele does next yeah um i'm excited to see what jordan peele does next because he's on record saying that he wants to make the scariest movie next that that neither get out nor us were intending to be the scariest movie he could make Ooh. now he's trying to make the scariest movie. Oh, i'm really, ready i mean as funny as that movie is that movie made me feel a, made me feel deeply unsettled for a couple of days afterward mm-hmm. yeah i i watched i rewatched it with my little sister and she was on the couch just saying nope nope <laughs> nope, nope. For probably half of that movie's runtime. Yeah. Um. I both times that I saw that movie, I walked out of the theater feeling physically just like winded, like my knees almost felt a little shaky when I walked out, just because of the. I mean, not not necessarily because it was scary, but just the kind of the character stuff that happened and the political implications. It was it was it was just sort of physically staggering to me. It was an incredible movie going experience. Well, you know, I hate to agree with you like this, Patrick, but that's also my favorite movie, a uh, horror movie of the year, at least of what I've seen. Hell um, yeah. And really, again, like I said, I have not watched as much horror as I meant to this year. I really wanted to see scary stories to tell in the dark. I didn't. Ugh, I, I saw it. Not too great. Well, I, I love the source material, which probably means I'll hate the movie. Uh, I really wanted to see Annabelle Comes Home. I didn't. Uh, I, I, there's a lot what about of horror. the nun. 
The Nun didn't come out no, this, year. this year. Yeah. What? No, it's old. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's, uh, Maybe it came out on Blu-ray this yeah, year. I did Not discover The Nun this year. Oh, um, okay. But yeah, but uh, among, what, uh, among the films that I saw that came out this year, either in the theater or on Netflix... Us is great. It's not perfect. I like Get Out more. Uh, Us kind of was not as didn't hold up for me that much upon a rewatch. At least not as I expected it would. Um, so that was a little disappointing. But hey, it was damn good. Get Out is a great movie, but Us really just I understand. Me out even I more. understand. I understand liking one more than the other. Yeah. But but all I can say in my experience is Get Out only gets better the more i watch it and i thought it was perfect mm. to begin with us i thought was pretty good not quite as good as get out the first time and the second time i was just it kind of fell flat and its flaws seemed to kind of stand out to me a bit more but it's it's great it's good no complaints we're i'd be picking nits to, to to say anything bad about us it's a great film we need more films like it steven what is the best the horror best. horror film capital h capital f of 2019 you know, as much as I, I hate the concept of a remake, I gotta say the the new Pet Cemetery was really. Oh, un- get no, the I'm fuck out! With you. Get the uh, fuck out! He no, had me. Us, you us. had me. He I had me didn't going. Didn't believe him for a second. He had me going. Wow, we have us. Has this, is this the first time that all three of us have agreed on anything? Aim on approved. Yeah. Have we ever unilaterally approved a thing? Yes, but not like this. Not not given the open canvas. Wow. You yeah. know, I, I gotta say Making there's not history. much more I can add to what makes us great that you two haven't already said. I mean, I've I've seen it five times this year. So Shit. yeah. Because it's a movie I'm excited to I was excited to see again alone, like with headphones on, but also I've wanted to show it to people who might not otherwise have seen it because mm. it's marketed as a horror movie and while it is it's also i think a really great sort of political science fiction film Mm -hmm. too and and very much in the vein of the spirit of the twilight zone i feel like peel was more successful in in communicating a story that fits in that realm better with this film than he was in his twilight zone reboot i I watched two episodes of that and never anymore yeah i didn't either after the first two i was like oh god this is empty it wasn't bad it just didn't didn't turn the dial, as Chris would say. And, you know, let me let me say something that might be uh, controversial. Um, you can the class politics in us are extremely deliberate and uh, conspicuous, and it's easy to receive the film on that level. I can also imagine someone being totally naive to that message watching this movie and still having a great experience and picking mm. and, and responding to it thematically and emotionally on mm-hmm. thematic levels that have nothing to do with class or politics. Mm. I agree. And yeah. I think that's what makes a truly great uh, fable. And, yeah. and I do feel like this is a modern fable. Mm. It's it's not just like a polemic. It's like, mm. you know, it has, it has, you know, it's like, who's the man in the mirror? You know, that, that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I want to add wow. that 2019 Good point, a, guys. Good job. 2019 is a very uh, strange year for horror movies for me because there was a, a lot of stuff that was much hyped that uh, either kind of failed to deliver for me. Like Midsommar, I... I just I really didn't like and I was it was like the movie I was looking forward to the most this year after us and then there's a lot of much hype stuff that just like never became available this year 
that was like on the festival circuit or like it's it's got a distributor and it just it still hasn't come out i mean i can think of probably a dozen movies or more that i've like been dying to see this year um titles like like um lose which is like this apparently this like i think french possession movie that looks really wild and got great reviews um another example is daniel isn't real which i actually it finally it's just dumped on vod it's been getting amazing reviews it was put out by specter vision which is elijah wood and daniel noah's production company and uh i i would say it, it would never trump us as my favorite film of 2019 i have 20 minutes left because i had to get here in the middle of watching it but it's fucking great and it just makes me wonder you know wh- how many of these movies i heard about this year are going to pop up in 2020 and i really wanted them this year I feel like it wasn't a great year for new cinema for me, mm. at least as far as horror goes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I you know, I really enjoyed, I, I really did enjoy it. Chapter two. Um, I love Midsommar, which I just pronounced Midsummer. Um, that's on my top 10 list of movies in general for this year. That movie blew my fucking socks off. It knocks hereditary out of the water. I loved it. I can't wait to see it again, but um, yeah, I guess there weren't a lot of new horror movies that really knocked me out. Us, though, phew, far and above everything else. Like, I, I, it's hard for me to reckon with the fact that that movie came out this year. And that Us? get Yeah, and that get it out. It was February. Just came out last year. Yeah. <laughs> right? Wow. Right? Was it, it just last year? Yeah. No, it's been e- two years. No, I think it was early 2018. Uh, no, 2016. It's been two years. It's been two years. Yeah, it was 2017. Right, 2017. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. sorry. Um, I, I'm sad we never did an episode or anything on on Heretic Scary because we. Well, the time has passed. Yeah, we really listeners paint yourself a picture. Picture Patrick and Stephen and me in a dimly lit. Did we see that together? No, in a <laughs> dimly lit watering hole, underground, very loud, around a candle on the table just talking ad nauseum about hereditary did we really yeah we did i don't remember this yeah we were in babs underground huh and i think we had already talked about it one-on-one with each other ad nauseum and then we got together and talked about ad nauseum you painted a very vivid picture of something that i do not remember experiencing exactly the spirits were flowing there were beverages involved but yeah yeah, and it was like what happens at babs and and i think there were other people i think there were other people with us that we that were like, did not want to hear about sorry hereditary. sorry we're still talking about hereditary it's only been two and a half hours just be a little more patient if only uh if only we had recorded that it could be on our patreon that we don't have yeah well maybe someday anyway yeah, maybe in 2019 all right anyway on to the next category best horror discovery horror discovery um steven would you like to start it was hard for me to sort of grapple with this topic because I've discovered a ton of stuff this year, just like movies and books, but I didn't feel like any of it would be all that interesting to talk about. Cause I'm just in the business of checking out shit that I, I've read about that sounds cool. Um, but I, but what's I, the best though? You gotta give us the best, I, the best. give us I the mean, good so stuff. So far, baby. Uh, I've been getting back into reading a lot more lately and I discovered, uh, apparently very popular author, Paul Tremblay, hmm. horror novelist. Uh, I've read, I read two of his books in the past month and they're the only two books I can think of. Well, two of the only books I can think of that I've read in one sitting in one day in like years, uh, the cabinet, at the end of the world 
and Head Full of Ghosts. Um, I think those are his two most recent books. Not to Maybe be confused with Jacob Tremblay. Not to be confused with Jacob Tremblay. Not related. Shout out to Jacob Tremblay. He's great. Um, <laughs> God bless him. We God love bless him. him. God bless him. Merry Christmas, Jacob Tremblay. God Happy bless New us, Year. everyone. Uh, no, Paul Tremblay is just a really, you know, he's kind of in the vein of a Stephen King, but a, li- but a little bit nastier. He still has kind of a big heart. He nasty. Um, ver- very versatile writer. I mean, Head Full of Ghosts is told um, through three three kind of different perspectives of the same character and it's really masterfully done cabin at the end of the world uh if michael were here he could confirm that i read that while i was sitting on my bed while he was playing the witcher all day on a saturday and my visceral verbal reactions to reading the book were such that he will never touch it (laughs) Because mm. it sounds so stressful. Shit. And it is, but it's amazing. I think it'll make a great movie. So I look forward to Paul Tremblay's got like six or seven books out and a couple of short story collections. I've requested them all from the library. Look forward to reading more in 2020. So that's I, my horror discovery of the year. I am all over that. I Chris, do you have a horror discovery or should I go? Um, You go first. I'm, I so, need to paint a picture with mine. So. Oh, okay. Well, mine is going to be brief. I'm not going to paint a picture at all. Mine is... Uh, a film that's on Shutter. I think Steven's going to back me up on this. Mm. One Cut of the Dead. Yeah. Which, and actually, yeah. Steven recommended this to me. Um, and, oh, God, it's so hard to talk about. You cannot talk about it. The, the most you can say is it is a zombie film done in one take. And that's all you can say about it. And yet, you know, that, that sounds almost kind of dumb. And, the and, word and, zombie and, turns many people off, you know, right off. And, and I'm anymore. with you, and I'm with you when you say, okay, I don't, I, you're not selling me. Just trust me. Go watch the shit. It's going to blow your mind. It blew my mind. I was delighted by the end of this it blew movie. Blew my mind two or three times. And for one of the time. spoop nights, which you, yeah, you weren't there for the spoop night, but I showed that movie to, I don't know, three or four people, and they were all like, Okay, I understand why you showed this to us. They were they were all on board with it as well. Um, it's a delight. The less said about it, the better. Go check it out. It, uh, Shutter costs I don't know what is it five dollars. Get the it's one the week pr- trial of Shutter. Go watch it. It's ninety minutes. Oh, listeners, I, I can almost guarantee you're not going to regret it. Listeners, and I'm I'm dead serious about this. If you want to do the one week trial and you want to like maximize that one week trial, I will personally curate a list of films for you Ooh, that you need nice. to watch. I like that. So send us a message. You know, but when it comes down to it, there are some people who will hear that ringing endorsement and not go and see the film. Let's now talk to one of those men. Chris. Yeah, no. It's what a- was your favorite horror discovery <laughs> well, of 2019? It's, it's on my agenda, and, and you guys... You have an agenda? <laughs> well, it's on my agenda of shit to watch. Yeah, like it's, Do you I, have a platform? I, I'm, I'm going to be watching this, but only because I, I respect you guys enough that when you are both so adamantly uh, enthusiastic about a movie, I am very curious to see it, especially when you refuse to talk about it. Um, when, the, when, the, when the planets align enough for us both to agree yeah. on because otherwise, you know otherwise you're right it's something I, special i tune out when i hear zombie movie i also I do too personally. i also tune out when i hear like gimmick one take cinematography because yeah. yep. i hate both those things but yep. i'm very interested in this yeah um anyway 
So my my favorite horror discovery is a little more personal. Um, let me let me paint you a picture. Ooh. Um, it's Halloween night, and you know I, I I didn't have a great Halloween this year. I know what this is going to be, and I'm so excited because <laughs> I haven't heard too many details on this, and I'm yeah. looking forward to hearing more. So I didn't have a great Halloween this year. I had some personal stuff going on that occupied me for pretty much all of Halloween and and, and into the evening, and uh, I I didn't really have any thing to do and you know it's kind of a disappointment to be you're waiting for halloween all year and then it kind of comes and goes and you didn't really get oh, to i slept it. on halloween it was fucking snowing. yeah so i finally get home and it's like 10 10 30 at night i'm like well halloween's busted um and I'm, I'm home and i see on facebook that there is a um acting studio close to my apartment which i've been aware of only vaguely and they are saying Come on in. We have Slasher City tonight. We have a haunted house tonight. How much was it? I don't know. I think it was like $15 or something. I don't know. Hell like, yes. Like, there's no line right now. And Come is, on down. And this is less than a block from your house, right? Well, I wasn't going to be this that. This sounds specific. fucking amazing. <laughs> yeah. It, but it's extremely close to my house. And I'm like, well, shit. I'm just going to walk down there and check it out. And so I walk down there. I see the little sign on the door. Like, all you see is the street door. It's like on the third floor of this building. There's just like a huge one stairway going all the way up to the top of the building. Whoa. Not ADA accessible at all. And there's a little... <laughs> piece of paper taped to the door that's like dana from nails would yeah. not have done well at this haunted house um there's a little piece of paper taped to the door that's like welcome to slasher city be warned that this uh attraction features blood scenes of violence gunshots screaming smoke <laughs> i'm like fuck yes sign me up so i go up there and like i was the only person there and like they were about mm. to they were about to, to wind down and i'm like yeah let me go through the haunted house and so i went through this little like i mean it was like mostly like teenagers or like young college students putting this thing on and it was just a little uh corridor haunted house and i was escorted by an actress through the whole thing um for, oh. for, for, escorted by an actress mm, for the most part in the tablet and, and it took me through um <laughs> it took me through like unlicensed recreations of uh scream and nightmare on elm street and friday the 13th and halloween Sounds i like that fucking you dope. i like that you specify that it was unlicensed <laughs> recreation well <laughs> yeah it was it was a little sketchy but it was it was funny i mean it was it super scary you know not really but it was it was very creative and fun and 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 just a great way to, to spend halloween um uh you know it's it started off with like the a, rec- a recreation of the first scene of scream mm-hmm. where, where the 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 girl who was like escorting me through the thing like got a phone call and then like w- the lights came up and there was someone like tied to a lawn chair and then ghost face came out Shit. and stabbed her and and then uh then there was a part where I get taken into a little, a, a very good looking set that was small. And they're like, oh, here. And she's like, hi, stay here. Stay here. I'll be right back. Sit down on the bed. Don't move. Whatever you do, like, just don't get off the bed. Wait for me. And so, like, she leaves and, like, I'm looking around and, like, it's, it's a very well-dressed little set of a little bedroom and I'm sitting on the bed and then like the Nightmare on Elm Street theme starts playing oh, <laughs> I'm like oh god this sounds so fucking cool and what you happened? by yourself yeah like, well like the lights went off and like there was like a haze effect in the room and like it, like it was like I was falling asleep on Elm Street and like there was some knocking from under the under the bed and then oh. eventually you know a Freddy actor showed up who wasn't you know 
super ter- it wasn't robert england okay uh, and also, <laughs> oh, and also the, the thing yeah. with haunted houses is you know you know that for the most part like they're not going to touch you they're not going to do anything it's nothing yeah. really scary about it they can yeah. startle you maybe but they didn't really startle it's just they foreplay were, they were just kind of creepy and like there was a there was another thing where like they had like two freddy actors so they tried to play some games with that like the one stood in front of me and then like another one stood behind him and they like tried to look like they had four arms and i was like oh, you know i appreciate the effort but the weird <laughs> thing is it's just me i'm sitting there like kind of like i feel like a creeper because i just came in by myself and I, i'm sitting through this thing and like i'm like I don't want to just sit there and stare at them and not give them any feedback because they're trying to like scare me ostensibly. But I'm also not scared, so I'm not actually like screaming. So like Freddie's menacing me and I'm like literally just going it's very awkward. I'm going Ah, ah. <laughs> I love that you were trying to like perform fright yeah, for you're them. Trying to, perform to, well, like, for the actors. It, it, it yeah. would seem so wrong and not fun for anybody just for me to be watching this with a flat face on. So like, ah. <laughs> oh my so god! They I want video thought, of this. They probably thought I was a complete freak, but um, no, Amazing. that was it, was it was really special. It saved my Halloween. God bless them. All those little kids doing great work i wish that we could go there next year but i feel like it absolutely will never happen again it which makes it happen even more beautiful mm-hmm. so that's there's a lot of spooky stuff like that in monroe just like weird shit that happens in the dark of night in like the back rooms of thrift stores and oh things. yeah oh yeah we went we went to that yeah, yeah. that's yeah. A, first i was gonna ask you if it was in that building no 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 where no, is no. It? no it's it's um a, a few doors down in like a third floor loft okay yeah. okay but yeah wow. really fun great story well Man. a good a, a great set of horror discoveries i would say we, we had a good field this year but it's time to move on mm-hmm. to the best film that we've watched for this podcast this year christopher yeah um, what was your pick all right well look i'd, I'd my boring pick um would be insidious but i'm on record saying i love insidious and we watched it it's, yeah it's my favorite of the movies that we've watched for the podcast this year but um the other pick i'm gonna make which is probably equally boring and predictable is creep 2 it was it was mm. my favorite movie that we saw um not just because i thought it was a high quality movie there were other movies i liked that i thought were good like under the shadow etc but creep 2 really exemplifies the the mission of this podcast to me and i think i said this before yeah um, you know it's like a movie i would have never watched otherwise except mm. for the, i had to on this podcast and mm. it really felt like a discovery and something that i can wholeheartedly recommend to people and something that surprised me and just a real diamond in the rough so great creep 2 best amon movie of 2019 for mm. me amen but i, I can, can i just well I, mine's I, creep too. Oh, <laughs> so just piggyback on that because I assume you picked a different movie. I did actually. Although I will say, let's see, Creep Two was on my short list. It was. I oh, had. Wait, f- a I, I had five movies Fancy. I was thinking about picking for this, and Creep Two is definitely on there. I had a great time with that. Five. I kind of want to. Yeah, five. I kind of want to rewatch it again. I also had Insidious on the short list, but like you, I was like, ah, eh, that's too obvious. I'm yeah, gonna throw it. It feels like cheating. I, I, I was trying to go second because I kind of just wanted to bury my pick because I never want to talk about this ever again. But yeah, my favorite was The Perfection. Yeah, I, I loved it. I, Allison with a Y and I got up, ran around the house and just screamed, holy fuck, what was that after we finished watching it? And I loved the discussion we had about it and the, the many viewpoints we heard about from, from listeners as well and how we got deeper into some of the problematic themes of it. And there are problems with the perfection, but holy shit, 
I had an amazing experience with that movie, and I can't pick anything else over it. So, The Perfection is my favorite Amon movie of 2019. I, I'll, I'll respect that opinion. I'm I'm literally never going to talk about The Perfection again in my life. It brings yeah. me physical discomfort to, to try. <laughs> so, and I, and I mean, you God say that it, just like just like for clarity, we say that mostly just because we talked about it too fucking much. Like not, the not three just of on us the show. talked about it too much, and, and, it and we had legitimate fights about it. Too. We, we did. That's true. Yeah, like off cast. <laughs> You and I like the, yeah. nearly came to blows. Yeah, online. Like, however that in, works. In, in the in Just the way we're the like blue like yeah. thumb back and forth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like in the Just way thumb punching each other. In the way you hear the legendary like you know like Ebert and Siskel just like actually getting under each other's skin <laughs> about something and and being disgruntled about it for days. That's what happens. Absolutely. So on that note, let's stop talking about it. Yeah, we should. But I, I mean, also great set of picks, guys. I want to. I want to watch Creep Two again now because of that. And well, I'm sure did, neither did you of you have, wants to watch The Perfection again. Did Stephen have more to say about Creep Two? Yeah, geez, oh. Patrick. Oh, sorry. Rude. <laughs> oh, didn't no, mean, I actually don't. Sorry, have I didn't any- mean to step on your peach fuzz mask. <laughs> Um, I actually don't have anything more to say about Creep 2. (laughs) But I do want to say, like, when I looked back at this year of Amon, it was kind of depressing. For me, like, I was like, God damn, like, especially the originals that we watched, like, Bird Box, Velvet Buzzsaw. Velvet Buzzsaw was on my short list. I love Velvet Buzzsaw. I thought these are just, like fucking like lurid trash like trashy movies we watched christine this year yeah i've seen christine before that doesn't even count for me that's like not even in the running for best movie because that's a movie no, i'm I love. just saying like we watched some good movies for this podcast a couple this year. two three maybe for me on my list when i was looking through the list I of shit we'd watch i'm telling you about my list right well, now we're having a goddamn conversation this is not a no, i agree it was, it was hard for me to pick I, I feel like this was a weak year for amon movies at least it was a less interesting year maybe i don't know we I, also watched fewer movies than last year right because we've been doing the every oh, we didn't watch thing. 10 halloween movies so <laughs> that's true um anyway. that definitely inflated the numbers for that year but yeah i looked at it i was just like oh God, Corbin Nash, really? Cirque du Freak? What the fuck is this? What is my life? Personally, I, I, I felt like we had a good year. I, I went back over the list and I was like, oh yeah, we watched some good shit. Maybe. We had a good year, but the yeah. movies for me were just, it, it was uh, revolting for me to, to wow. run down that list. If I had to put my finger on it, and this is kind of just me talking shit without looking at the list again, but I feel like this year we watched more movies that just had like a banality to them. Like like movies that were almost like commercial or maybe were theatrical releases or had a list cast like Sandra Bullock that were just kind of heartless and compared like Sandra Bullock compared to even like watching <laughs> compared to even watching like American Poltergeist and stuff where it's like that's always my my point of reference yeah but it's for this like American Poltergeist is like free spinning people just fucking making a movie it's and so not made by an algorithm. Right? Yes. Which a lot of this Netflix original stuff, like even if it is quirky and weird, it feels like it's a calculated quirkiness that yeah. I don't find appealing. And right. and uh, yeah, it's been a year of like much hype movies that are really, I think, except for Bird Box. Well, I, I don't know. Was Velvet Buzzsaw actually made by Netflix? Probably. It just felt like um, there the Netflix horror, like original horror output this year, has been like 
Aimed to divide. That that said, there's a lot of original Netflix horror that we didn't watch this year. We didn't I mean, watch the um, the Apostle. Was that this year? Or was that yeah? Last po- year? I don't know. Apostle came out. There's a, always two there's of always my stuff. favorite horror movies of this year, and two of my favorite movies overall this year were Netflix originals, Velvet Bus and The Perfection. So, hmm. all right. Different strokes for different, different, for different folks. folks. What about on to since we're talking about shitty movies? Yeah. What was our worst Amon movie we watched this year? Can I go first? Steven, yes. Creep. Oh. <laughs> wow. I mean, I agree. Well, I didn't like Creep, but I did not think you were going to go for that as the like, absolute I can't even worst. articulate it because it's been so long. But when I thought about Creep Two, it was going to be Under the Shadow, but I was like, that that's like a. Under that's the like shadow, in the shadow of the moon. Yeah. What? No, no, no. I mean for oh, for I mean for my best movie. pick. Yeah. I oh. was gonna pick Under the Shadow. I was like, eh, like I mean, I would recommend it, but it wouldn't be like like if you want to have like fun and watch a horror movie, watch Creep Two. Like that's a blast. Under the Shadow is prestige and it's good, but you know I'm never gonna revisit it. Like let's be honest, I really enjoyed it, especially in the context of the show. If Creep Two is like the, the my favorite like Netflix movie slash Netflix discovery of this year, surprise of this year. It's because Creep sucked so much, <laughs> right? Yeah, like, that Creep did two, help. It Creep helped. Two just like re- redeems the sins of the father in so many ways. Like it is just like a a navel gazing um, slog to get through the the first Creep. It's, Didn't like it's, it. It thinks, right there it, with it thinks you. it's hilarious and provocative, and it winds up just having kind of a a smarmy broy you know it just it just smells like a frat house to me this movie <laughs> it was awful i hated it and huh. we've watched some terrible movies but i think i i think like with the benefit of having seen creep 2 i can now look back and say that creep is actually probably the the worst movie from wow. netflix that i've seen this year wow i i i and also talking, i mean like, i also Corbin disliked Nash is it. in the running here i also disliked it. i did we all give that screw it I Creep? think so, probably. Yeah. But I, I did not dislike it that much. I, I like, um, I have this weird admiration right now for that pick. It's, it's interesting. So, like, I don't know. Is it really like the worst experience I had watching a movie on Netflix this year? No, it's not. Uh, but it, it's a movie that, like, I thought was incredibly flawed and annoying, and. I it became even more so in my memory after seeing how great Creep Two was. Um, Allison with a Mm -hmm. Y gave it a view. It. Oh yes, yeah, I thought she was on our episode about it because she is actually the one who recommended that movie to me long before we had this podcast in the first place. But we remember that. I'll screw it. I've been trying to get her to watch Creep Two. She has not yet, but I'll. I think I think that'll be my New Year's resolution: is get Allison with a Y to watch Creep Two. You're not gonna like you know take up smoking or start drinking more like most people do for their new year's resolution no you know i already i have enough vices already (laughs) i'm just kidding um so i mean because i i I guess i'll go next next. unless chris is really itching to because this movie has already been mentioned multiple times corbin nash is by far the worst (laughs) shit we watched this year putrid fuck that movie holy fucking (laughs) shit i just called it a film in the same breath as putrid you hear that producer on instagram yeah the the producer of corbin nash like listen to our episode and it's still hard to tell if he was trolling or like trying to pick out the things that we did like about the movie but he tagged us on instagram and he called us haters and yeah it's unclear but he also picked out one of the quotes where allison with an eye I was talking about how great 
uh, what Corey Feldman was. Yeah, so it's unclear if he was actually pissed off or if he was just trolling us to get trolled back or whatever. Um, Don't think he cared. We do. Case. I mean, yeah. kind of whatever. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, if 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 producer Corbin Nash is listening, you know, no hard awesome. feelings. I mean, often producers and directors are the most aware people of their movie shortcomings, and you know, hey, I mean. We're not here Glad for Glad <laughs> that we're uh that the that the cast has gotten big enough for the producer of this film to actually be listening to the whole fucking episode and give a shit. I mean, yeah, cause this was the, a that was a big for the movie. I mean, that was we're that was, talking that was Hollywood. A big one. Yeah. Talking Hollywood. And if we got their ear, we yeah. can do anything. <sighs> and we got the Corbin Nash bump, baby. Um but god damn it, that movie just toxic masculinity personified. Corey Feldman's bullshit pissed me off. Ugh. Just no, Chris. Um, maybe recency bias is coming into play here, but the worst Amon movie I've watched this year is Nails. I, I, I wow, knew it. I right? Knew yeah, it. yeah, because you had said that was the worst movie we watched for the entire podcast. Yeah. Um, I I would say maybe there are worse movies out there, but at least I find something <laughs> to like about like worse them. movies have been made in the history of cinema. Is what you're saying? Possibly or, or, or for this show. I mean, there's there's been yeah. some real bad ones that we've seen, but at least I'm like, oh, you know, they don't give me as miserable of an experience as I had personally. Wow, nails where I just literally was about to put nails into my eyeballs and just wanted to stop <laughs> watching this movie. <laughs> yeah, so I wow. mean. anything more i have to say about i said last episode yeah nails i hated it wow maybe it's just because it's so fresh and burning in my mind right now but i gotta i gotta say the worst one was nails god bless everyone who made it (laughs) don't at me god bless 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 god bless (laughs) all right well let's move on from this land of negativity to you know the the uh the ethos that really motivates us all and that animates this entire podcast the spirit of jay and again you know jay the amazing exorcist from 1920 london fear strikes again go listen to that episode you know find out who jay is if 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 you've listened and you don't understand the meme at this point you know we got some uh, viewer comments about 1920 london did we yeah uh someone uh oh yeah sent us some tweets what'd they say love a good tweet <laughs> No, we, we got some. We got some um, direct messages on Twitter from a listener who they slid into the DMs. They slid into the DMs, um, and and he's from India, and he said that he was listening to the 1920 London podcast, and he didn't have a high opinion of 1920 London. He said it's a cash grab. It thinks it's a serious movie. It's nothing is tongue in cheek. Uh, that India doesn't have good horror movies, etc. Oh. Um, you know, we, we talked a little bit about how some of the stuff that you see in 1920 that we associate with Jay or anything else, you know, does have some lineage in, in Hindu tradition, etc. The mantras are a real thing, obviously, cleansing people like that. He uh, he said uh, older generations of Indians especially uh, can be superstitious people um, with with the kind of stuff you see in these movies. Anyway, um, so it was just interesting, and, and, and uh, he did offer to... Uh, answer any questions we have on future Indian movies. So, oh, good. So we've got we, so we've got a, a Bollywood horror expert. We, we can we can go into the next one with much uh, less ignorance. Perhaps. Excellent. We should ask him about Boothnoth. We oh. should ask him how he feels about last year's Spirit of <laughs> Jay Award winner, yeah. Mr. Banku. And I don't, you know, I mean, guys. <sighs> listeners, go back and listen to last year's end of year episode. I kind of dropped 
a, a surprise that even surprised me how much it surprised you guys that I picked Mr. Bonku for Spirit of J Award last year. I don't think we're going to reach that level this year, but let's see. Who wants to go first? Who has me, the candidate me, for the character me, in an me, Amon movie me. who most represented the memorable, memorable spirit of Jay? Steven, what is your pick? Christine, easily. <laughs> I had Christine on my short list. <laughs> no way around it. Christine, yes. man, she's a badass. Oh, yeah. She's a badass. Look at that grill. You mm. know? She's ready to kill. Mm. Great. What, what would happen if you paired up Mr. Bonku and Christine? Mr. Bonku and Christine? I mean, there'd be a song. Oh yes, <laughs> there'd definitely be a song, but it would be in like a kind of like you know the the dial on the radio would turn to the yeah. left and to the right and it would glow and it would be in kind of like a like a fifties <laughs> sort of doo wop style. It come it comes to life. The the seat like reclines and it's like uh, the the I'm trying to remember that song in Booth Nath or you know while I was like. This is how we do it. <laughs> oh, I know which one you mean, though. Yeah. Was that the soccer song? The one where they're on the soccer No, that's something else. Anyway. All right, all right. Well, anyway, yeah, Christine, I mean, to listeners who don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, Christine is the car from the iconic adaptation of the Stephen King novel directed by John Carpenter. And it is just like, I mean, this car is a, it's an icon. It's a thing of beauty. Yeah. Um, nothing really more to be said about that. I mean, I think it speaks to the my lack of connection to human characters in most of the films we've seen this year but also to the lack of just like kind of suaveness and, and coolness in in many of the films that we've seen this year you know i, I was hard pressed to find anything closer to the spirit of jay than good old christine mm. who's going yeah. next respect I'll, I'll go next you guys are gonna hate me though um i will give the spirit of jay award to corbin nash oh <laughs> you know what you know what? That was my number two. I thought about doing it. I could have made the argument. Could have made the argument. What? Not joking. I mean, look, Corbin Nash, the character, embodies the spirit of Jay in that he is just the supernatural ass kicker. Uh, and, you know, imagine Jay, but instead of knowing mantras, he knows MMA. And instead of chasing lemons, he punches drywall. No. And you got Corbin Nash. I don't no. know what to say. The MMA, no. which stands for Mixed martial mus- mus- muscular mantra action. <laughs> yeah. But do you want to see him again? I mean, I think that almost defines the spirit of Jay as much as anything else. Like, that you want to see more of this character. You want to do you see, want to see more of Corbin Nash? I, I think I'm on record on the Corbin Nash episode saying that this is a good pro- a prologue for a good Corbin Nash movie, which is actually how it was produced, if you remember. Yeah, that's, that's true. true. I remember that's true. They actually had a story, yeah, and they Corbin were like, well, Nash. we can't make that story, so let's make this shitty prologue. And you want to see more of that character? I don't know if I want to see more of it. I want to see more of the Corbin Nash cinematic universe. Corbin Nash is getting a lot of, like, I, I feel like that might have been the most polarizing movie we've seen and this I mean, year. Because we've mentioned, we've said Corbin Nash at least 12 times in the last like 15 minutes, even before yeah, Chris gave his yeah, pick. And I yeah. mean, think about Jay and his introduction and the slow-mo and like the smoke and the wardrobe and, and that's Corbin oh, Nash. Wardrobe. Corbin mm. Nash is the kind of guy who's going to like come out of a car in slow motion wearing like a leather jacket and a, and a gold chain and, and, <laughs> and you know a tattoo that has his own name on it. <laughs> you know, 
I am, you know, I'm, I'm having the same reaction to this that you guys had to Mr. Bonku last year. So good job, Chris. <laughs> All right. I'm delighted. What's your pit? My pit, you know, I, I really deliberated over this. I had five different possibilities for this. Christine was one of them, as I mentioned. Another runner-up was Farukoja from um, Dabe, the oh, possession. Oh, yeah, Farukoja or whatever. Yeah, he was, yeah, he's the spirit of Jay. Are you I, changing I, your pick? Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. I feel extra. I feel extra good about my pick because someone else has picked Farukocha, I mean, and, and and it feels a little uh, a little superficial to be like, oh yes. What about the other Asian cleanser mystical guy? Yeah, but we, no, it's the same thing. Yeah. It's this. It's this. You know, he shows up. He does an exorcism. He. Yeah. I mean, my my only the only disqualifying factor for him is that mostly I love him for that one insane scene where he goes out to the toilet in the backyard, the toilet, and yes. breaks open the toilet and is just pulling cow intestines and a cow head and all this just horrifying shit out of the toilet while these women are screaming and wailing. And it's he, one of the most insane, the toilet and brilliant he scenes I've seen this year. He yeah. plays everything with such sincerity. And, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I guess I guess the disqualifier for me was that I felt like I was judging the character mostly just on that scene and I wasn't sure how compelled I was by him overall. Mm. To cut to the chase, my pick, and this is I apologize, Steven is going to ostracize you a little bit because you didn't see this, but Zombie Bunny Jesus from Holidays. Oh, I saw the picture. Holy, yeah. uh, you have to see the segment. You should watch the segment at some point because you you gotta you gotta see it. Just a horrifying creature that I was utterly compelled by. And yeah, I'm I'm sorry, but I want to see more of Zombie Bunny Jesus. I want to see the right, franchise. You know, I, need, I need to finally, you know, the the holidays as we refer to them are coming up. I I did promise I would watch holidays and report back to you guys. I think I'll try and do that before the next episode. Sweet. I actually meant to watch Don't Be Afraid of the Dark, which I missed that episode don't. and I never did. If you're thinking of watching Don't Be Afraid of the Dark, don't. I you know what? I do have to take a side on the raisin head creature debate i thought the creatures are cute at least i saw pictures of them online and oh I think yeah they're cute. no they, they're adorable the the they're Krites. adorable the christ the ghoulies the munchies yeah. yeah the gremlins the mogwai well guys that's that's all our awards i mean do, do you guys have anything else that you want to hand out awards for any or any honorable mentions or any final thoughts on the year 2019 no Nope, glad nope. it's over. On to twenty twenty. On to twenty twenty. No looking back. On to a new decade. Well, <laughs> um, thank you all so much for listening to this episode. As usual, as usual, we want to encourage you to go to our website, everyhorrormovieonnetflix.com. Uh, hit the merch store link and go buy our t-shirt we uh receive you know as we described it once either a handsome commission or a pittance for each shirt that's sold um in in any case you know it's good uh good advertising and for us there's it's more than t-shirts and in fact i think the site is like kind of counterintuitive i really wanted a baseball tee you know the three-quarter sleeve with a solid color around that you actually have to kind of like go down to the bottom of the screen to find this. right but you can get the design patrick's beautiful design on pretty much anything you want you can yeah. get it on um, like a coffee mug you can get a sticker uh, you can get condoms you can get mm-hmm. dental dams mm-hmm. all the important them. stuff um, yeah. stadium I seats I didn't know we were in that industry dildo no no but there's a lot of it's a cool stuff pretty much like anything can, practical tote bag whatever you can get the design on it it looks sweet i've seen the shirt in person i've got to buy one myself it looks great you can choose any color you want yeah every horror movie on netflix.com hit the merch store link 
follow us on social media. You know, we'd love to talk to you. Hit us up. Let us know what you think of the show. And also, you know, before we wrap this show, guys, we have an important announcement that we have not yet shared with the listening audience. And oh. this is this is a little more uh, relevant to the audience in the like metro Detroit area, which is where we're based. Mm, but yeah, in 2020, this is our big announcement for 2020. We are going to have a booth at the Motor City Nightmares Horror Convention. Which you may is, remember our our live coverage of Marseille right. Nightmares this past year, where we interviewed random drunk fans and, and we interviewed Dee Wallace. Yeah, it was a, it was a beautiful experience, and we're hoping to do something weird and wild along those lines, broadcasting from the convention wall this to year. Wall coverage, maybe live coverage, maybe we, live. We coverage. get some Wi-Fi. We could yeah. do some live coverage, and it's there's going to be lots of um, quote unquote celebrity guests there, and we're hoping to start doing the groundwork soon and setting up some some interviews, making some connections. I know Felissa Rose from Sleepaway Camp will be there. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's about all. Cheryl Lee from oh, yeah. uh, Twin Peaks will be there. Nick Stahl. Yes, all kinds of exciting from, folks. Originally from, uh, wasn't he the guy who was who they started shooting Back to the Future with, and then they cut him out? No yeah. idea. I think it was. Anyway, but I mean, <laughs> d- d- long story short, I mean, this is tremendously exciting for us we've never done something like this before and uh it's it's a big step for us we're excited for it and hoping to uh you know maybe make some new friends and get some new uh followers of the podcast while we're out there so if you're i'm gonna have i'm gonna have a little kissing booth and if wherever you are in the world if you want to fly out to detroit it's gonna cost you a pretty penny Mm. and by a pretty penny i mean it's gonna cost you a lot of money to kiss me but if you'd like to if you want to touch my beard he's a come high on down just cross my palms of silver he's a high class hoe yeah exactly yeah so you know don't don't be coming up with like five dollars expecting a smooch from steven like come in with the cheddar the cheddar <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah motor city nightmares that's in april i don't remember the dates but you know if you're in detroit or you know this is the test of your amon fanship are you are you prepared to get on a plane and come see us at the Motor City Nightmares convention? If you are, let us know because we might decide not to do that. Are we are we prepared to meet anyone who's crazy enough to get on a plane and come to Detroit? I don't know. This, this is, is this is this may be the greatest low, horror of 2020. Low low carbon footprints only. <laughs> <laughs> you got to walk. Anyways, we are looking forward to Maybe seeing you guys at Motor City Nightmares in 2020, certainly broadcasting to you from Motor City Nightmares in 2020, and in any case, continuing to bring you every horror movie on Netflix every other week, like we usually do. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for joining us this episode and every episode throughout 2019. We love you. Happy New Year. For every horror movie on Netflix. Would you like to know what movie we're watching to start 2020? Oh, yes. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. God damn. That was, such a, that was such a beautiful outro. I forgot. Oh, we can keep it. Chris, what's what's our first movie for 2020? Oh, I've been torn in so many different directions. Wait, should we like set that up better? I've, I've been torn in so many different directions trying to pick this one. Um, but I, I I'll cut to the chase. I think my final answer is The Haunting of Molly Hartley. Never heard of it. Doesn't ring a bell. I mean, just look Why? at look at this. We got high school girls. That's a big. Oh, we got a possession. Ooh. We wow. got people being bitchy to each other in a high school setting. We've got the haunting of Hill. We've got the haunting of Hill House font. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that that's it. So next episode <laughs> in 2020, we will be uh, talking the haunting of Molly Hardley. Can't wait. Can't wait to uh, 
talk about some bitchy high school girls. <laughs> Chris. All right, y'all. Happy 2020. For every horror movie on Netflix, I'm Patrick. I'm Steven. I'm Chris. And uh, go drink a cup of Old Lang Syne for cup us. Of kindness. Happy New Year. Happy New Year.